0: good evening everyone happy february my friends nicole rodriguez your girl registered dietitian nutritionist here with as always the food porn unicorn himself dave Sharatsky. and tonight dave here i am again pulling in all these amazing three ways
1: i don't know Uh, how you do it i have books the guests for this goddamn show (laughs)
0: Dave thinks I secretly have an assistant. It's just it's just little old here <laughs> and myself. I have Dwayne Faber, writer, speaker, and dairy farmer based in hell, Washington.
1: That, that is a hell of an intro set.
0: Yeah, this guy does this this guy does a lot. And uh before we let him speak, I have to tell you that. I've been following Dwayne for at least a couple of years on Twitter, but he recently released his own website, dwaynefaber.com and his inaugural post was so fire and so on point with what we've been discussing lately. I had to have him on. So Dwayne, we're honored.
2: Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thanks guys. This is a blast. I'm, I'm glad to be here and this is awesome. I appreciate the invite. So so it being
0: February maybe you can settle uh Dave and I thought we were going to need some like you know online couples marital counseling we're not really it, married but things things got things got pretty it's ugly between us this week ah. I want first off I need to know I'm assuming that when you eat a burger you put
2: cheese on it right Dwayne a- Absolutely the the burger or the cheese makes the burger I do have a bit of a confession though the my my favorite type of cheese is like the fake craft singles plastic cheese. On a I, burger, I don't know what right? It, is. it has to, right? I on mean it, it a, has to be. Oh, thank Did you do that beforehand?
1: I'm
2: boycotting the rest of this damn show. I,
0: I paid I paid him to say that. So so I would argue, yes, that I like a nice mild cheese on a burger, especially a double patty. So so there's right. that. But Dwayne, tell us a little bit about your business, and maybe we could get into some of the topics of the day facing your industry, what you have to say about them, and maybe some of your thoughts uh, on you know this being an election season, who do you think is going to be your, your best bet helping out that ag space? So let's start. Let's hear a little bit about your business and what you do, because you do a lot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a dairy farmer in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State. So we milk about 1,800 to 2,000 cows. Um, It's a family operation. Um, You know, my dad is uh, involved in the dairy. I I bought him out in 2014, but he's still kind of an integral part of it, helps me out. And he's kind of a a seagull manager. He just kind of flies in, just craps on everything, tells me what I'm doing wrong, and then he takes (laughs) off again. And that's just something that comes with being a father. You've earned that right. And no, I've appreciated that. so. Yeah, dairy farm in, in Washington State, it's been good. Uh, there's definitely been trials in the dairy industry. It's not always been the easiest. I think the biggest thing is uh, trust with the consumer and, and animal welfare issues. And, and all it takes is, you know, one person having a bad day and somebody else with a video camera. And it can decimate years and years of good work and, and really daily care of animals that, that is really the standard. And it's unfortunate that that's all that it takes to, to erode the faith in the public. And it was kind of the reason why I started doing Twitter to kind of get that message out there so that people were aware of dairy farmers that were people that we're, we've got families that we're just trying to do the best that we can. And, and, and so it, it's been an incredible bridge, it, you know, when something bad does happen, I, I get people that reach out to me and say, Hey, is this real? Is this genuine, this video that I saw? And these are people disconnected from agriculture and i was able to kind of get outside the bubble and they ask what is the real story and and the more you dig into these cases and these situations you find out that yeah it's an undercover video team that is encouraging employees to kick the animals to punch the animals and and tr- treat them with you know with without respect and love and care in order to create a you know 2 minute five-minute video of animal abuse and, it, and it's unfortunate and it doesn't really represent our industry. And, and so we need people to step forward and be willing to say, hey, this is what is actually going on on a farm.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, something some consumers don't really take into consideration is that treating animals well, your livelihood depends on it. And there's really, there's not a reason for you not to treat your animals well. So it's been really great to be able to interact with a lot of you in that space to kind of have that real life backup to say like, hey, here's an actual farmer and this is how he treats his yeah. animals. This is how he makes his living is by treating these animals well and, you know, happy animals Absolutely. are the way to go. So it's been, that's so been with, really helpful.
1: Was this in direct uh, response kind of to the Fairfield kind of the life kind of thing?
2: It was, yeah, that was a big one. You know, Fair Life does a lot of things well, and they run a really good ship. And so, when something like this does happen, and, and it's why they were a target, and it's why anyone that you know stands up in front of the public is going to be a target. You know, these people are looking to to discredit those that are doing a good job and and have the perception of doing a really good job and are doing a good job. And so, it's unfortunate when that happens. But you're you're absolutely right in the fact that. We have to treat animals well. I mean, a most, the, the, the more happy and comfortable a cow is, the more profitable a dairy farmer is. And so there's really no economic incentive to to mistreat an animal, right? And that's, and that's something that we need to share and get that message out as well. And is this something that
0: you, tell me a little bit about your speaking engagements. This was something I was unaware of until I, I saw your website. So uh, what is your role in that public speaking space? Who's your target audience and what kind of talks do you give?
2: Right. I, I mean, I've always loved, uh, well, being the center of attention and uh, bit, a bit of an attention hoard. So no, it's it, uh, yeah, you're it, it kind of,
1: you're in really good company. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it it, it kind of grew organically. I was asked to speak at a couple of events and I really enjoy that. I mean, I've got some families that are involved in, in teaching and, I really enjoyed being in front of people and and making a room full of people enlightened, and then also engage them with humor and and It's not something you know that I'm looking to do full time, but it's something that hey it uh, I enjoy it and i' I'd love to practice those skills and get better at those skills and look forward to a challenge and so I drew, rejoined Toastmasters. I was doing that a while ago, and so getting back into that and getting comfortable in front of a group of people. That's another way to kind of share our message, but also encourage those that are involved in the industry, as well as offering business insights. I, I enjoy business. I enjoy numbers. I enjoy, uh, yeah, spreadsheets, data, all that stuff. And so, being able to share some of my insights is, is fun and enjoyable. And it's it's weird. I never would have expected that life would go this way, but uh, you know, I'm where, embracing where it. Do you and get to speak so.
1: at? Are you doing like schools? Or are you doing where where do you go? Yeah.
2: So it's been a few local events, just Farm Bureau stuff, and then I was at Iowa State University. Um, I'm going to kind of a banking conference in in Kentucky coming up here in a little bit. Uh, ag egg group. It's it's mostly all ag groups, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been fun. And so the website was kind of a way to just say, hey, here's my platform, and here's a way to kind of plant my flag and show that I'm looking to do it more. So, I I think you need a third E in there. So what really stuck out is. Enlighten,
0: engage. What's that third E going to be? Because I ecstasy. Feel like you- <laughs> oh, I I think that should go on. That should go on your website. First, the first, first thing. First thing tomorrow morning. So, uh, Dave and I have been talking uh, a lot this week, kind of outside the dairy space, but in a very closely related industry. There is. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about Sonny Perdue and his policies and trade policies and what's been drawn back into effect over the past couple of weeks. Um, How do you feel this administration has been for your particular uh, segment of agriculture and what are your hopes for the future?
2: Yeah, it's, it's tough because, and I, and I think there's some truth in it. I, I believe that agriculture does better when Democrats are in power, uh, but we need Republicans to be in power because the environmentalists get too strong and start taking away all our rights. And so we kind of need an oscillation back and forth of those two. And in some respects, we've seen that in the dairy industry with Trump too. I mean, we had a lot of existing trade deals that were really compromised with the trade war. So and, wait a minute, majority, back, back that up for me.
1: How, that, that sounds like a contradiction. How, how do you do better but worse because of the regulations?
2: Yeah, so, so the perception is that we have a lower dollar when Democrats are in power and where they're more friendly to agriculture with support programs. Mm-hmm. And however, the, uh, they also allow for more environmental regulation and they grow the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, to the point where, they, when we've seen it in Washington State, where they were funding lawyers, environmental lawyers, that were suing dairy farmers out of business. And, and suing, suing dairy farmers and making life miserable and not providing workable solutions, but just desiring to put dairy out of business, uh, you know, in, in, in the vein of trying to save the environment. So and it's
0: uh. So, ha- Sorry. So it sounds like, but as far as programming, it sounds like when Democrats are in power, you do better with things like I'm imagining farm to school and stuff like that. Like those yeah, kinds of some... programs that are more ag friendly yeah. and getting the word out, getting the word out and making those kinds of connections to the consumer. But then there's the right. sort of the regulations being.
2: A- exactly. that. That's it. A... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So um, yeah, no, that, uh, and I mean, this administration, it's been tough with the trade wars. I mean, that's been the biggest, uh, impact on us. And I mean, quite frankly, the things that are good, I mean, we have a booming economy now, uh, the economy is doing well. So labor costs have gone up, you know, the labor force has increased. Um, so labor is tougher and tougher for us to find. And, And that's generally things that are good for the general economy, but make, you know, the, the egg sector a little more difficult. Um, and, and, but the biggest thing is some of these, uh, you know, some of the, these trade packs that we've had with these countries, trying to get them solidified and, and get them lined up. And, and I think Trump is, is, you know, he has the best of intentions, but it's certainly dragging on and it's not uh, going the way that we want it to go. However, just recently China allowed or dropped the tariffs on dairy products. And so it'll be interesting to see when the coronavirus kind of fades away, what sort of an imports they'll have. And, and so that's encouraging as well, that, that it seems like we're making some headway on a lot of that stuff. So
0: Let, let's hope the coronavirus is uh, gone sooner than later. But right, <laughs> sounds like, right. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we might not really be equipped for it because apparently no, no, no. a lot of no, the, no,
1: no, no. we have Mike Pence on top of it I <laughs> said, oh great okay damn fine shape
0: i feel I, I i feel i feel a lot better i
1: want you to wipe your forehead right now we're <laughs> going
0: to really I'm, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine so sort of an offshoot of maybe that uber liberal side is hollywood right can we can we agree on that and some of their stance on agriculture we've had things this year like the what the vegan not the vegan oscars but vegan golden globe right. and um guys like joaquin phoenix making a pretty big fuss so what is some of your like how do you speak within your industry on how to communicate that and how to sort of rise above
2: that so I think he switched you do a good, everything a good from
1: dairy and now he only does soy and only does cashew milk and everything else.
2: R- right. And, and it seems like beef and dairy are in the crosshairs, right? I mean, it, uh, yep. it's been Always. nonstop, particularly from Hollywood. And, and my way of dealing with it is trying to insert humor because humor can, can transcend tribes and groups of people. And it can impact people that are living in a city and say, you know what? You know, there is a dichotomy in here that I didn't think about. I mean, th- what they say and what they do are two completely different things. And and that was yep. what the article alluded to as well that's with Harvey really Weinstein.
1: So you're getting rid of all the cows and you're just doing soy. R-
2: right. Right. I mean, and that's, and, and that is their goal is to get rid of animal agriculture. Right. And so, you know, and, and yet, you know, I think in the, in the article talking about, you know, here, or he's uh Joaquin Phoenix has such an issue saying that dairy farms, rape cows and yet, you know, he didn't have anything to say about Harvey Weinstein for the last 10 years. Right. Nice. And so they, I mean, and, and they'll go and tell that's us cool. how to live that's our absolute. lives. And, Can you tell and, me a
1: little bit more about, wait, what, what was the whole cow rape thing?
2: Yes, yeah, uh, so at the Golden, that's his Golden whole Globes. Thing. Right. At the Golden Globes, he came out and he said he believed that uh, dairy farms rape cows, which, I mean, all the cows on our dairy are willing. You know, they're, they're really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> Consensual, consensual. It's it, absolutely
1: there are no NDAs.
2: Right, right, exactly. In, in the, I mean, in the dairy industry, we wait sixty to ninety days before breeding a cow after she's had a baby. In the wild, I mean, their first ovulation, there's some horny bull out there trying to breed them again thirty days later. And, and so to go and say that this is uh, abnormal is it, not the case at all. In fact, it I mean, we're we're staying out of there longer than, than your than nature is. Um,
0: <laughs> and,
2: and so, yeah, and beef in particular, I mean, and, and dairy were in the crosshairs. And so going out and engaging consumers and saying, hey, this isn't the way, <clears throat> the world is not the way Hollywood tries to perceive it. And, and I think it's important for us to be representative of our industry and shine a light on, hey, this is the truth. This is what really is going on. And and there's some great people out there that are doing that and and we need to stand up for it and 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 show that so
0: agreed and I just touching on Hollywood will try and tell you a certain way to live, but there is this there is this hypocrisy piece, especially when they're talking about stuff like greenhouse gas emissions right from cows, but you're using private jets to go everywhere, right, and God knows how much they're how much time they're spending in limousines and they wear a dress once and they throw it away. So, um, right. you know, on top of everything, there's, there's definitely,
1: there's little kids in Uganda that get those dresses. They're fine.
0: Oh, you're right. They, they,
1: go, yeah. they, they go somewhere. They get all those dresses and all like the, uh, the losing sports team Super Bowl shit.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> that's lovely. That's 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 really that's really nice. So, what do you think is the you know Hollywood antics aside? What do you think is the mi- the biggest misconception right now about dairy that the consumer comes to you about or that you see out on Twitter? What's the if you could narrow it down to maybe three top misconceptions?
2: Ooh, so I mean, the biggest one to me is that dairy is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, and even for, for our dairy cows, we're feeding a lot of byproducts. And so we feed coal potatoes, potatoes that aren't perfect in shape and they're funny looking. And so the consumer doesn't want them. So they throw them out uh, and, and we feed those to cows, you know, and the same thing with Brussels sprouts. We have Brussels sprouts that look funny or they're diseased in some way. And we feed those to dairy cows. Uh, we, we also, when we harvest the corn crop, we're harvesting the entire plant, all the leaves, um, we're harvesting grass silage, turning that into a feed for cows. and these are things that are full of hemi, you know cellulose, hemicellulose they're indigestible by humans and and we're upcycling uh, these products and turning them something into something that's nutritious and delicious and and, and people want. I mean we're converting it into to ice cream we're converting it into cheese on hamburgers. God bless. At, you. Have. that's right <laughs> all, all all of the happy things really Got come you. from cows right <laughs> exactly right and so this narrative that uh you know oh it'd be so much better if we just fed or fed all the people soy well i mean eventually people get sick of you know taking soy and turning it into a hamburger patty or a steak or a chicken burger eventually at the end of the day you realize all you're eating is soy Right, And and people want what tastes good and what is healthy and nutritious. And milk products are some of the most nutrient dense products out there. And so for us to, I mean, we need to grasp that. We need to stand behind that and be bold in that and and share that story. Um, Another thing is that dairy farmers abuse animals. I think we touched on it earlier. I mean, all it takes is one video of somebody, uh, you know, mistreating an animal and then, Right away, that is the perception that that is normal and that is what every dairy farm does. So and how that's do you think simply that not that, the case.
1: That's, that's coming from like the big guys, right? Like Coke owns them, so this is this is the big deal that this came from them, right?
2: It, it is, and that's why they they were such a target because of that connection to Coca Cola and trying to bring down Coca Cola. And. and and so, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we are a target. And, and when we're dealing with animals, you're dealing with animals and people. And, and sometimes animals do things that are upsetting and, and people have to learn and employees have to learn how to control their temper, to control their anger and, and continue to treat animals with love and respect. And, and, and 99.9% of the time that does happen. And, and that is the story that we needed to share and show people. And and say that hey, this when you, when you do buy dairy products, you're supporting uh, animals that are that are cared for, loved, and and it also supports families with kids and uh, an entire industry. So it's something to be excited about. Um, and ice
1: cream, like you said,
2: and yeah, and most yeah. Uh, most um,
0: most importantly, ice cream and cheese. Yeah. Those are right,
1: uh, right. Those are both, right. those are both you very important. Just walk into a room, say that, and just leave. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <he's> a- <laughs> and no, an ice cream right.
0: com- come this way. So
1: you like ice cream? You like cheese?
0: I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. So it's it's I feel it's it's a lot easier for people like like me and Dave to you know pull up stuff on our Instagram page and be really active in stories. And I know you're active on Twitter, but it's a challenge for a lot of producers and farmers to get out and tell their story. So like, what are, what are some of those barriers? Cause it's really easy to say, I, Oh yeah, go out and, you know, go out and tell your story. And of course we want to hear that story and it's, and it's needed, but can you walk through like some of the challenges that a farmer has in his day-to-day and actually getting that story out? Like walk us through your day.
2: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people don't do it one for the time, you know, and that's some of the reason why I'd keep it condensed to Twitter. I mean, I I wouldn't have time to go do the Instagram. I've drifted away from Facebook. I've drifted Snapchat. I mean, it's been mostly Twitter. Just focus on one medium and and continue with that one. And so I think time is a big deterrent for a lot of people, but then also just the publicity and being in the public eye. By nature, dairy farmers are reserved and, and independent people. And they'd prefer to just do their job and do their work and and not have to share their story. You know, and yet in today's world, we have to do good, but then we also have to go out and tell people that we're doing good. And and for a lot of us, it's difficult to do that because they feel like we feel like there's a certain level of mistrust, which there is. And and yet uh, there's a little bit of a desire to remain hidden, remain out of sight. Because, yeah, you are a target when you're out there and when you are active and, and you are vocal. And that's probably the biggest deterrent for a lot of people. And, and it, yeah, we need to stand up to it.
1: So but not only that, but I think you're doing a great service just by getting out there and doing that. Because one of the biggest things when you are reserved, when you are just held back like that, it's like, well, why aren't they standing up and saying something? So it, it's good that the voice is actually out there.
2: Absolutely, right? And and it, it does need a, and they'll try and yell it down. I mean, uh, most any dairy farmer that's putting forward a message of positive dairy, a dairy story will have vegan activists that are yelling and screaming and, and, you know, telling them to die. And I mean, it's vicious, right? And you have an ideology that is so opposed to animal agriculture that you're never going to win in arguing or talking with them. And so We have to remain above that and just. Yeah.
1: But I I feel like that's not really your target audience that you're talking to. You're not talking. to hundred percent. I mean, they're going to say what they say. There's nothing you can do, but just to be out there and talk to someone like me who I know nothing about agriculture, just to, just so I know that that voice is out there. It's
2: huge. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, in my, I mean, I, I try and be a little bit different in, you know, lead with first my, me and who I am and try and use humor. And then also, Oh, by the way, I'm a dairy farmer, you know? And so and then it's less of a sales pitch kind of, and, and. Just them first. And then it's by the way. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and you first become a voice and then you say, Oh, by the way, I'm a dairy farmer. And, I mean, everybody's got a million different ways to do it. I mean, there's some people that are, you know, in the dairy industry that are killing it on Instagram, you know, doing amazing on Facebook. And, but it's just fun to see everybody with their different styles and but mediums. It's, and it's again, cool. so
1: important what you do with the humor because the last thing you want to do is jump up and be, like, super defensive about it or, like, attack right. everybody. So the way you're doing it, it's, it's very valuable to have that voice out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like your key is to build rapport first before you go into, you know, and and build a connection before you dive into the dairy issues themselves.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, yeah, everybody's got a different strategy and that's kind of where we are. Really back to that engagement
0: piece. So we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the barriers that the barriers that you face and you know from my perspective as a dietitian it seems that a lot of the milk alternatives have sort of a health halo around them so i don't know if you encounter that as well but it seems that people mistakenly think that replacing dairy with something else is going to be a healthier and you know be a uh, same or superior nutritional value right when, yeah. when we know that that's really not, that's really not the case at all. And now we're seeing some instances in which like, you know, children are not getting the nutrients they need and things of that nature. So how do you weave in that message of nutrition
2: in a really fun way? I, I push them to food bloggers that are just killing it out there and really know the story of dairy. So that, I think that's you guys, right? Yeah.
0: No, we talk about our love of milk ice cream. Yeah,
1: all of that all the time. Ice cream like two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Right, and and it's it's cold for ice cream. Never. (laughs) It is
0: never too cold for ice cream. That's my motto. Absolutely.
2: Yes, and I mean part of it. I I don't want to be so much bearing the the flag of the industry. I and mean, if somebody has a lactose intolerance and they want to drink almond milk, so be it. I mean, go for it. You know, as far as nutrient density, I don't think uh, there's any peer to dairy as far as protein levels and um, micronutrients. And, and also the research coming out now as far as A, D, E, and K and the fat soluble vitamins. Mm-hmm. I mean, how well they're digested in our system, particularly in full fat milk right? And that's been some of the fun thing that we're seeing too, is this research is coming out now saying, hey, fat is back. It's healthy to eat fat. You know, we've been pushing these cheap carbs and the food companies have loved all this boxed and packaged uh, granola bars and mac and cheese. And, but we need to go back to, to, to dairy. We need to go back to meat. We need to go back to vegetables. And, and I think dairy is riding the wave of that. And, and that's exciting to see. And quite frankly, it's the way You know, we've been eating since the dawn of time, right? And then now to go and say, well, you know, we're going to take this soy and press it into whatever you want to be fooled into thinking it is, that's not natural either. And that's not healthier, right? And we need to go back to real foods and foods that are are closest to to where where they were designed in nature. And 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 dairy is one of those products. And
1: speaking to that, one of the things I was kind of surprised about. So we have a one-year-old and two-year-old now. And... I was really surprised when we were, you know, taking them to the doctor's appointments and everything. I remember the doctor, one of the first things he said was, get a milk and make sure it's whole milk. And I was like, I haven't Mm -hmm. had milk in like a fucking decade, whole milk. I fucking tried it. It was like a milkshake. I was like, this is wonderful.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. And I mean, even the research coming out now on chocolate milk, right? I mean, chocolate milk, they're saying is a better recovery drink after working out than is Gatorade. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: well, because milk is actually more hydrating than water. Even just even plain milk is more hydrating than water.
2: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, because of the because of the uh, electrolyte content there. So
1: there's there that too. But we've been
0: you. but we've been talking chocolate milk as recovery for a long time now.
1: Stuck on next, right.
0: I think it's you know I think it's great, and I think it should be available as a choice in schools too so
1: absolutely Isn't absolutely. It, not only it used to be did they take it away
0: there's plenty to be had no i th- i think it it, dep- it can depend on the district if i'm not mistaken
2: uh, did michelle think, obama you know, take it all out
0: I, yeah i thought she i thought she kind of took all the joy right. out of out of the school like i'm not allowed to bring in anything for a bake sale or you know right anything uh that's not a fruit or a vegetable into a classroom not not that those aren't great things to promote but some of the fun has been
1: uh, right. Has
0: been t- has been taken away. <laughs> away there, that's I'll for sure. Two
1: liters and have at it.
0: Yeah, just roll yeah. up like that. Um, and just bringing it back to lactose intolerance, though, I think what's really interesting is that. And I I posted this on Instagram a couple of months ago. Uh, like, you can be lactose intolerant and you can enjoy dairy. There are certain cheeses that have really low uh, lactose content. Um, Sorry, hey, I drink a lot of Fairlife. That's that's lactose free as well. So that's one of the first places I would point right. someone, knowing it's a lactose free um, a lactose free product with that extra protein. So even in those even in those cases, you can. There's so many ways to enjoy dairy. You have lactose free ice cream if you need it. So um, i I think that's an I think that's another thing that people assume without really exploring it, if that makes sense. Um, I think it's another thing people kind of hide behind.
1: Yeah, but I was going to say, how much of the whole, like, dairy thing is also like the gluten-free thing where people exactly. really have no fucking problem with gluten?
0: Ex- that's ex- that's ex- exactly my point. So yeah, so I would never shame anyone about their choices and their preferences, but- Maybe you- we should have- but it, maybe i should <laughs> but if you're but if you're but if you're avoiding if you're avoiding dairy because you think the alternatives are more nutritious that's just that's just not the case so right
2: yeah what yeah what is the number of people with celiac disease in the us is oh, please. you know 2 or 3% you know and the people that said they had a gluten intolerance was double digits right so. yes
0: <laughs> i think it's something I, and don't quote me on this but it's it's a multi, gluten-free is a multi-billion dollar industry. And like you said, the actual statistics of celiac are it's, it's right. less than 5% in, in the United right. States. So yeah, really, really interesting there.
2: Well, and I think some of it is people want to be different, unique, and special. And so they want to be able to go to their party and say, oh, I feel so much better since I've been doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's why we have a influencer industry on instagram peddling sugar pills or you know gwyneth Peltro or nope. you know i mean who's
1: got
0: gwynny's who's got gwynny's vagina candle lit <laughs> for this <laughs> conversation
1: get it for Valentine's right.
0: oh you're such a failure <laughs> you could have yeah,
1: you no. could have
0: bought someone the steamer but yeah <laughs> sorry or whatever she's selling her rocks anyway sorry um All right but yeah, another, another prime example. She's right. Absolutely.
2: She's another big Hollywood offender for sure. Right. Well and peddling fear and then tell people that you have the, the, the solution, right. And, and that, and placebo effects do work. When you go and tell somebody that you've got something that will solve their ails and they believe it. And there's somebody that has a huge following that's selling it and you don't want to be the one that says, no, it didn't work for me. So then you start believing that it's working for you and, then we get an entire industry that's selling crystals and uh, you know all sorts of uh, essential oils and right it uh, doesn't end. So yeah, the problem oh. is
1: I'm not in on this. I, I need like my I need my cure all,
2: right? So that I can sucker money out of people for Dave's crystals has a ring Dave. to it. You might you might want to you might want to do
0: I that. I might say like Dave's anal crystals might. Right,
1: you know what? Yeah. So Kale take was like, it a little further. So I kind of wanted to push like a carrot enema.
0: That could work. <laughs> that could work too.
1: I think that's. So, I think that's going to be the next big thing. And so, I will personally so, uh, administer them. There you go. It'll, it'll stop coronavirus. Nobody cares. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I, sadly, that would probably sell it right now.
1: It'll stop right. coronavirus. Get your get your carrot enema.
2: There's. Yeah. <laughs> all t- you need t- is t- an t- office t- space t- and some carrots. You're good. Tur- turn every night into my Saturday night, by Dave. <laughs> I think,
0: I think you're, I think you're really, I think you're really on to something. So I need to have a lightning, uh, I, ha- I need to have a lightning milk round, Dave. Are you down?
1: I'm down. Let's do it.
0: So Dwayne, I know where you stand on the cheese on the burger, and I'm very, very pleased. Uh, what is your? What is your favorite cheese on a cracker?
2: Oh, is this for me or Dave? No, oh, this
0: is for you. This is all you.
2: All oh, you, baby. Gee- cheese on a, I would say an aged white cheddar.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Good pick. Oh, that's a,
0: that's a great pick. Yeah. Now, do you try to shop that local or are you down with like a New York or a Vermont cheddar?
2: I, I, so we're in uh, Tillamook's backyard. So I actually oh, like Tillamook cheese. Hitting. kidding. I know. But you get these aged cheeses where it gets the little crystals oh. in it, you know, uh-huh. and it's a little bit crunchy. It's delicious. Are you? Yeah. Are you I mean, what are your thoughts on Tillamook?
0: Uh, I'm abs- So you're probably familiar, Dave. You've probably seen it too. They 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 make this pre shredded cheese that's like a thicker cut. Yeah. And armor style. Yeah. Oh my god! It
2: you is.
0: It is life changing. Yeah. They have a, an amazing. Uh, four cheese Mexican blend. And I'm just like, but that's the only Tillamook product I can find that. And I think we might have the ice cream in these parts. I'm, I'm outside of New York City. And um, huh? I think those are the only two products we have. But yes, you are. So you're quite lucky that that would be your your cheese of choice. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor or favorite ice cream shop?
2: Oh. Um, tell me both of them. So, favorite ice cream shop is probably Cold Stone Creamery. Okay. Okay. And, and, yeah, and they've got a uh, cheesecake one where it's cheesecake with berries in it and a little bit of uh, I think cream cheese or something, chunks of cream cheese. It it is delicious. Oh, so delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, I, 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 Dave oh, are you
0: a are you a Cold Stone guy, Dave?
1: Ah. Yeah, I, I'll go to Cold Stone like this time of year, like when all my little guys are like closed. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit Cold Stone. I, I have a problem. We need ice cream all year, so I'll, I'll go. I know.
0: Go. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't been in a in a long time. Now I feel inspired to revisit Dwayne' favorite grocery store ice cream. If you oh. would name a, if you would name a brand, and it might not be something that's nationwide, but go ahead.
2: You know what? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a homer for the cause, but probably uh, Tillamook again. Tillamook's got a really good ice cream lineup out here, and I'm I'm a little bit old school. I'd probably go uh, uh, mint chocolate chip. That'd probably okay. be my favorite.
0: All right, now I'm yeah. gonna have to look for it, and I'm gonna have to get it. Dave, favorite ice cream uh, in the grocery aisle.
1: I gotta go with, uh, I gotta go with Ben and Jerry's and... What a
0: basic bitch you are, which flavor? I really <laughs> am, I really
1: am. <laughs> I gotta go with Ben and Jerry's and it's either Chunky Monkey or they have this um, like coffee cookie one that's out fucking standing.
0: Uh, you, say, you saved us again with the uh, Chunky Monkey mention. Yeah, I always
1: bring it back. I always bring it back.
0: You always bring it back home. It is, that is, that is just so, so good. Okay, where are we standing on yogurt, Dwayne? talk
2: to me. Oh, I, uh, I, I've been switching up to the Greek yogurt and uh, yeah. What's the main Greek yogurt? Um, Chobani. Okay.
0: Faye, Chobani. Yeah. Chobani, yeah. Okay. And
2: probably, yeah. is the one. And I do like the peach one. I, uh, I like the peach Chobani. The big thing is though, you can't dump the whey out. There's a little bit of whey on top and I was dumping the whey out, but then it gets really dry. You need yes. to mix the whey in. Yeah. So that was a pro tip that I did learn that. Yeah,
0: I was just going to say that was like a major PSA just now. If you are at home with a Chobani yogurt, don't be dumping. The, well, first of all, don't dump the whey cause you want the whey in your body. Right. But don't dump it cause you're going to have a dry ass yogurt on your hands when you try to mix it. Right. Dave yeah. yogurt,
1: yogurt. I'm not too big on yogurt. Um, no at all. I'm not big on, no, I'm, I've never really been too big on yogurt.
0: Oh, man. I, I what go, I, what, you, what's your go-to? I, well, I, uh, I kind of do all of them except for like, you know, whatever those super duper tiny flavored ones are. But I like I like Greek. <laughs> uh, I like that Icelandic yogurt. And I'm starting to get into quark. Have you guys had quark? Oh, quark. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, like a German thing.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: it's a little, it's a little tangier. So if I'm doing something savory, like uh, I was, I was doing a lot of these like tater tot latka type waffle things. They were delicious. And when I want something savory, or on top of a taco, instead of You're salad, really
1: good in uh, cheesecakes, like that's that's a really good stuff for cheesecakes.
2: Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, you are. It's a German. It's a German. I believe thing, it's a it? German Mark?
1: thing.
0: Yeah. Yes. yeah. German or is yeah. it or Belgian? One or the other, and it's delightful. It's delightful. Target sells it. There, it's really? There, okay. there you go. Just don't buy it at Trader Joe's, right? Uh, not Trader Joe's. Yeah, where do you stand on where do you stand on Trader Joe's, Dwayne? That is not necessarily a dairy topic, but um, do you, ha- do you have them there? Because I know they're a uh, West no. Coast based place. Well, they
2: they are, and uh, as a broke college kid, I mean. Two Buck Chuck was an integral part <laughs> of my uh, college experience, and and I haven't been back since uh, the Two Buck Chuck. So, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you it
1: got me through. You're, some, you're done.
2: Right. It it got me through some pretty hard times. Right. I mean, staying classy, but uh, also good on the budget. So, I uh, I will give them props
0: for one dairy product, though their ricotta cheese is really a lot better than some of the stuff in the regular supermarket. It's like the one thing I will really go there specifically for to make pancakes with it. And that brings me to my last dairy category. Where do we stand guys
2: on cottage cheese? Talk to me. Uh, Delicious. I mean, if you're going, if you're going keto, you're going low carb, you have to be a fan of cottage cheese.
0: Okay. Uh, What's What's your favorite preparation? Or do you just eat it plain?
2: Absolutely, yeah. so, crack. I, I I love it with peaches. Uh, putting peaches on top of it, delicious. Uh, doesn't Ooh. get much better than that. So I'm more of a sweet. Why would you ruin pepper. the peach?
0: <laughs> Dave, I think Dave hates cottage cheese, right? I hate wow.
1: Cottage cheese and mayo. I, I can't get past them.
2: Really? Oh, can't no, do it. it is delicious. Yeah, so it's less savory for me and more sweet on the cottage cheese. So uh put it in lasagna too. That's always a good application. But that,
0: that is now if you wanna if you wanna bust out your blender, okay. I do cottage cheese, oats, two eggs, a little vanilla, and like a hint of a leavening agent for pancakes. I'm sure that recipe is in a million different places, like cottage cheese pancake recipe. You know what? Oh. It's really freaking good with some, with some fresh berries on top. That's really nice. And I would strongly encourage you to consider the savory route again. Okay. And unfortunately, I'm taking it back to that signature Trader Joe's item, but I buy a different brand, so it's okay everything bagel seasoning on cottage cheese with, oh, with dude with sun-dried tomatoes
1: that is the most basic fucking thing that they made at the market that drives me absolutely insane we mixed up sesame seeds and poppy seeds and garlic and onion and look at us
0: oh, the, the but the worst part is there's a there's another brand that makes a better product they made a knockoff that's better so there's that oh, really yeah it's, it's called ba- badia <laughs> yeah it's just it's yeah it drives
1: me crazy. fucking crazy
0: I know. I love it. I love that they make you so nuts. So oh, I think we what we've determined here, a couple of key takeaway notes. One, everybody, please visit com. That's dot rcom Yeah.
2: You bet. You bet.
0: And you are D-Faber084 on
2: no, just 84. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
0: Defaber84 D-faber on Twitter. I think Dave needs to, Dave and I both need to revisit Coldstone and check out some Tillamook mint chip. And Dwayne, your homework is that you're going to try cottage cheese, the savory route just one more time. I
2: like it. I like I it. I will do that.
0: Love it. Everyone, if you like what you hear here, please go ahead, subscribe, leave us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, Dave. Signing off.
1: Love you, babe. Have thank a great you, night, you, everyone. Thank you for a hell of a job. Thank you. Thanks, Twain. yeah. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, guys. <laughs> Good night.